Legally Unzipped, where you develop your commercial and jurisdictional awareness. Hello everyone and welcome back to the International Legal Leagues podcast. My name is Hania and today we're joined by Rohan Goshal. So thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you're well. Yes, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And we're so happy to have you. Um, so Rohan is a first class law graduate and currently a paralegal at Lightfoot Solicitors. Um, and in today's episode, he'll be talking about the LLB course as well as his journey into law. So why don't you start off by talking a bit about your journey and what actually made you decide to pursue a career in law? Yeah, sure. So um, I'd actually, um, unlike I guess many law students who I've kind of come across, um, it wasn't something that I'd intended to do, um, you know, from a young age. Um, Actually, prior to um, joining my law degree, I had intended to study medicine, um, but after receiving my A-level results and then reconsidering, you know, where my strengths lay in regards to being better at languages as opposed to science, um, I decided to study law. Um, But my interest in law was really because, like with medicine, um, I'd hoped to have a career which was not only obviously a way of earning money, Um, but that could be a vocation and help improve the lives of others and support society um, as is something that I enjoy a kind of sense of reward from Um, and so that's why I decided that law would be a good fit and having done the degree now I can say that that was a pretty good decision I think looking back. Yeah so it was was mainly because um, end of the day you wanted to support people and it was sort of because um, like after you've decided that okay medicine wasn't for me you sort of just wanted to go into a career where you um, were able to have the same sort of skill set in a a way correct yeah I'd say so yeah Um, and how did you actually find the LLB course you just did mention that it was a great decision you made so how did you find it as a whole Um, yeah I'd say I I did enjoy it I think um it was the kind of thinking that you have to develop the analytical thinking um, was something that really attracted me um, because it was, you know, being able to think objectively and trying to be persuasive with your points is something that takes a lot of uh, time and skill to develop. So I was really interested in that element from uh, from the start. Um, and obviously I knew that the LLB would be a lot of work. You know, it's one of the harder undergraduate degrees that you do. Um, but I always enjoy kind of being busy and a bit of a challenge because it just keeps me more interested and I didn't get bored. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed the course definitely. I found that I liked law because it isn't just one subject really because all of the modules you cover are so different. So it was like doing many different subjects within one. Um, and so that variety was definitely something that I enjoyed as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was just, um, you know, it was a good fit. I enjoyed, uh, you know, the variation in terms of what you were required to do, whether it was problems or essays um, or, you know, advocacy. I think it's something that um, develops really good skills. Even if you don't decide to become a lawyer, I knew it was a degree that was, you know, highly regarded and well respected. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Like law is definitely a massive area 
it covers so many different fields like medicine, business, and so like there's so many areas that you could potentially go into. Um, and were there any modules you actually liked or disliked? Um, I actually, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. I enjoyed most of them, um, and I had pretty good lecturers for most of them as well, um, which I think is really when you're a student that is probably one of the main things aside from the content that really draws you to a module. Um, but even uh, you know some of the more stereotypically boring ones, such as land, law, and equity and trusts, um, even though they were perhaps a bit more abstract uh, than things like criminal law. Um, the satisfaction that you get from being able to solve a problem or you know decipher a situation um, you know was gave me a good like sense of satisfaction and achievement um, but I'd say overall um, having obviously finished now um, my passion definitely remained within modules which had some sort of humanitarian element to them so I'd say I enjoyed the most um, medical law closely followed by family law um, but I did also enjoy world trade. I felt, um, you know, anything with an international aspect was quite interesting, um, especially now with the current situation with Brexit, etc. I just wanted to get a better understanding of the world. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, that was a bit of an unexpected one, but certainly ones with, uh, you know, a bit more of a humanitarian side, uh, you know, had most of my interest. Yeah. Um... That's actually really great to actually hear about your the modules you liked and disliked. Um, a lot of people have mentioned how um, hard land law is um, and how um, boring it is, a little, like in the sense that it's quite complex. Yeah. Um, and you've actually graduated with a first class degree this year, which is amazing. So congratulations on that. Could you provide us with um, tips on how you achieved the first? So um, if you could provide us um, yeah, with tips. Yeah, sure. Um, I think really is if you're um, hoping to get first, um, one of the main things is just to be able to be consistent in your effort. I think it's something that when you look at what you have to do in order you know, for example, preparing essay plans for exams, etc. The amount of preparation isn't something that you can do, you know, the week before your exams, etc. It's something you've got to be chipping away at um, day in, day out. And I think by exposing yourself to more legal uh, experiences and situations, whether that's obviously attending your seminars or um, going to events with external speakers, um, you never know when you're going to pick up something which you can then rely on when you're in an exam situation so i found that a lot of times when there was a you know if it was a multiple choice question for example um i would have remembered something i'd heard in the lecture and clearly somehow uh you know that resulted in me doing well um and i think being able to analyze and be reflective and honest about your own strengths and weaknesses um, is something you have to do particularly in final year um, because that's when you know obviously your effort counts the most so being able to know what you're good at and it obviously you know focusing on that but also being prepared if you have to answer questions which you feel weaker on um, 
and just really just making sure that you leave no stone unturned because the only way you can do really badly is if someone asks you something you know nothing about so if you've you know read read through the module and you know you're happy with your understanding then you know you should go in with confidence be confident in your answers and a lot of the time that makes you a lot more persuasive um, and hopefully means you can get into the higher uh, marks um, and did you always get first like throughout your um, three years of the LLB? No definitely not um, I did always you know I'd have some modules in the in you know above 70% others would be as low as you know 50% um, and particularly in second year um, I did struggle um, with being able to translate the amount of work I've done into actual exam performance um, and I think part of this was obviously again like I said confidence is a massive thing so if you're able to express yourself clearly and quite persuasively um, which I kind of developed through studying more in my third year um, then you're able to kind of turn around at some of your weaker grades um, but yeah it was so it was certainly not you know 70% right from the start I knew from the beginning of my law degree that I wanted to get a first um, which I think is important you have to have the desire to put in that amount of work um, but regardless um, you know asking for help when I needed it um, and being able to uh, assess my weaknesses uh, was certainly something that helped me turn it around and just knowing kind of the numbers that you need to achieve talking to uh, you know lecturers and fellow students about any ideas that they may have you know there's you can never have too much help when it comes to getting there um, and it's quite difficult to achieve because even if you do really well in a certain module it's of course the average across all of them so being able to consistently perform in all categories is probably the thing that I'd focus most upon um, and thankfully resulted in me being able to get a first. Yeah, and that's actually so great. So it just sort of goes to show that getting a first comes from hard work and that you're quite determined to achieve a first from the beginning of your law degree. Definitely, definitely. And, and a lot of people tend to do um, extracurricular activities or jobs along, alongside their degree. So did you engage in any sort of things like that? Yeah, loads actually. Um, I, I tried, um, obviously you are at university if you're doing your undergraduate degree or if this is your first degree, which it was for me, um, you know, you can't forget that you're also there for the university experience yeah. as well as, you know, the degree itself. But I think it's obviously important to remember that at the end of your journey, your three years or however many it takes, um, that the degree is essentially what you've gone there for um, and everything else is just experience and memories, which unfortunately doesn't necessarily translate into a career. Um, but that being said, I, um, you know, I, I spent some of my time doing things that I was passionate about. So I played American football, which was a sport that I enjoyed. But I also tried to focus a lot on my own personal development, so developing leadership skills, as well as being exposed to more legal settings. So I volunteered at my university's law clinic. Um, I was the college representative for my law school, um, which meant that I essentially just was the communicative link between students who were obviously studying the course and the faculty of the law department who were implementing changes and looking for feedback. Um, and so whenever there was an event or a meeting, I'd be kind of the student who would represent 
the rest of the student body in front of the law school. Um, I also did um, have some paid work. I was a student ambassador for the university, which was of course uh, quite well suited because they would allow me time off for my exams so I could still focus on that. Um, and then I really got in the Lord part of my law degree I really got into extracurricularly was uh, speaking and mooting so I engaged in a lot of mooting competitions where I represented my uni um, and I also was fortunate enough to found my own uh, law debating society um, called Swansea Advocates which I was the chairman of for my final year of university um, so obviously kind of looking back it you know it seems like a long list um, but really it was just trying to make the most of every every opportunity um, and I always felt like just the degree wasn't enough in such a competitive field you know what can I be doing that will really set me apart and having graduated now I can say that um, in the professional world, it's a lot more difficult to have these kind of opportunities, particularly where you're able to be a chairman or some of a society, for example. Um, and university is really like a really good marketplace for you to develop your skills. So I think it's, um, you know, I don't, I definitely don't regret it. And I would do, you know, if I could do even more um, than I would have, but thankfully I managed to balance that uh, with my degree too. Yeah, that, that, that definitely does seem like a long list of activities. But I 100% agree with you because things like these would look so great on your CV for like when you apply um, to legal roles in the future. Um, and I do know that you are currently working as a paralegal um, right now. Um, but do you have any future plans for after that? Are you planning to stay um, and work as a paralegal for some time? Or do you want to go ahead and become a solicitor, a barrister, maybe a legal researcher? Um, yeah, so I think uh, after my after doing my degree and graduating with the first, obviously, um, you know, it was a lot of effort and a lot of relief that I felt after getting my degree. Um, and I think a lot of my friends and colleagues all uh, carried on and did a master's, perhaps the LPC. Um, and I just needed a break from studying, I felt. And thankfully, or unfortunately the pandemic me meant that studying wasn't necessarily as attractive yeah. as it had been um, and so working for me was obviously something that was you know had two benefits one being it was only going to boost my CV more and secondly it meant that I could obviously become financially independent after university um, so I was lucky enough in the summers of my degree to have done some paralegal work after um, after my first year and my second year um, at the same company. So this gave me the experience needed after graduating to get the paralegal role that I'm in today. And having, you know, being there now and, uh, you know, working full time, I can say that there's definitely a lot to learn outside of your degree, um, uh, you know, obviously, um, I did quite well academically, but I definitely do have times where I feel out of my depth with the level of complexity um, of the practical elements of the law. So I think it's something which I'm, you know, more than happy to spend another year or two years, perhaps, um, you know, working as a paralegal. I enjoy the work and, I, you know, I'm still being challenged, um, perhaps more so than when I was at university. 
Um, but I do hope eventually to become a barrister. So I will, of course, soon um, be doing the BPTC and applying for that and uh, pupillage, etc. Um, and that's just because I really enjoy uh, advocacy and uh, speaking. And I feel as much as I could be a solicitor and I enjoy working within that law firm environment, um, I'd love to be a barrister perhaps in-house or uh, at the employed bar um, to have kind of the benefit of both worlds. Yeah, um, and studying from home is honestly so demotivating. Um, but yeah, like you've said that um, as a paralegal, you're going to gain quite a lot of experience before you become a barrister. and. Do you actually think you would have gone ahead with the masters if the pandemic hadn't occurred or were you were you planning to actually take a break from the beginning um it was definitely something i considered obviously i didn't know that this was going to happen i didn't have yeah. a crystal um but that being said um i think during my final year, I was so focused on getting a first and the amount of work I was putting in extracurricularly as well as during, you know, in my degree meant that I couldn't really give 100% to the application. So I did send a couple off, um, but I just felt that I wasn't really able to maximise, uh, you know, my potential and really focus on, you know, applying for a master's and making sure I had all the requirements. And I think I wanted to finish my degree um, having completed all my experience and not, you know, being just halfway through things. So for me, it was more, it was just from a personal perspective, easier to focus on one thing at a time. Um, but that being said, I think I would definitely feel differently if I had, you know, if I could see, for example, my uh, students that I made friends with, you know, going into lectures, I definitely do miss that element of um, being a uni student. So um, I can say I almost sit with a, not a sense of smugness, but a sense of, you know, relief that I'm not missing out on anything. Um, but I, I think I, like you said, I think I would feel differently had uh, the situation been different. But I'm hoping that, you know, in the next year or so, things will return to normal and, you know, then I'll be back, uh, you know, doing more studying, of course. Yeah, no, I, I hope that as well, because the pandemic has um, really made everybody have to work from home or study from home, which is quite like, yeah, like I said, it's quite demotivating. Um, and you did mention that you want to become a barrister. Um, do you know what area you want to specialise in or are you not sure right now? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I haven't made my final decision, but like I said, you know, kind of discussing my modules with you and what I enjoyed, I think, you know, your degree in that sense is quite beneficial because of the variety it gives you and you kind of learn what you're good at, what you like and, you know, what's perhaps a bit more, um, you know, tedious for you. And I think, um, you know, I, like I said, I definitely enjoy kind of societal ele elements in, uh, you know, the law. Um, and so I hope that that can be reflected in the sector that I go into. I'd say at the moment, um, my strongest inclination is probably to go into family law, um, particularly because it, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate and have volunteered a lot with children. Um, and so I can kind of see myself being able to make a difference in that aspect. Um, but I also definitely have spent a lot of time reading up on medical law and public law as these areas, um, well, particularly public law, um, you know, you kind of see in the news in dribs and drabs. And so being able to understand 
you know, where this is coming from, the law behind it, for me is really interesting. Um, and of course, it shapes the way that we all live our lives from day to day. So I think one of these sectors, either family, medical or public, will be where I end up. But in all honesty, um, you know, as with my degree, I try not to put too much, you know, pressure and try to stay flexible. Obviously, as we can see with the market currently, um, certain sectors of law will not have a lot of work, whereas those, for example, in employment law will have their cases skyrocketing because of the amount of redundancies, etc. So I think being able to be realistic about where you're going and what your expectations are um, is something that I try to have uh, included and considered in my decision to go into those sectors. Yeah, and it, it sort of just seems like that you're um, edging more towards areas of law where you can help people as opposed to um, help businesses. So like with family, medical and public law. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, obviously my work as a paralegal now is, um, you know, I'm working within bridging finance. Uh, so I deal a lot with mortgages and banks um, and I do enjoy the work. Um, definitely, you know, I, it's not that I do not, <laughs> I have a um, adverse opinion about businesses. Um, I do definitely enjoy that. But I feel if you're, you know, when you're work at the moment, I'm in an entry level role. But when I'm required to work, you know, many hours a day or prepare cases for a client, um, what's really going to motivate me is knowing why I'm doing it. And a lot of what I've done extracurricularly, even though it's obviously been for my own development, but for example, with starting the society, uh, etc., is because it's a way to get people involved and make connections and be able to give others an opportunity as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to know that from a young age that, you know, that's what gives me a sense of reward. Um, and I know for other people within the legal sector, they're completely the opposite. They enjoy the competitive nature, the ability to uh, become, you know, a strong financial business. Um, and so there's it's important, I think, to keep in mind both sides in whatever sector you go into. It's very important to have um, commercial awareness. And I think that's something I've learned now. Because um, at the end of the day, you know, the legal sector is a business in and of itself. Um, but that being said, yeah, I think, you know, there's no hiding that I definitely uh, want to help others. Um, and hopefully that can be the case within those sectors. But I'm sure, you know, even within more business orientated ones, um, that there's scope for that. But it's just perhaps not in the, not the kind of flavour that I'm looking for. Yeah, um, and of course you can always like like in the future maybe you might start to like more business sorts um, business type areas as well, um, and yeah, like obviously helping people is quite rewarding and makes you just feel like you've achieved something. Not that um, helping businesses won't um, feel the same, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and how did you make your ethnic background a strength to enter the legal profession? Because I know that um, although there is quite a lot of diversity now, um, I feel like, may, do, do you feel like maybe um, diversity lacks in the legal profession or like should there be less diversity? Should there be more? I think it's a hard question. I think it's something that in 2020 definitely has come a lot into kind of the focus of many law firms and uh, businesses. 
Um, and I think it's hard to encourage diversity without them becoming a slightly tokenistic and being like, well, we need um, a person of colour in this you know, board meeting, etc. I think everyone should be able to enter the legal profession based on their merit. So how well, you know, how much they've achieved, how well they know the law, regardless of what they look like. Um, but that being said, it's something I definitely have noticed and has put me off from becoming a barrister quite a few times. Um, but I think, you know, I've kind of made a promise to myself that if I've got this far, I'm not going to let, you know, my own fears hold me back. Um, and there have been, thankfully, um, you know, I've met numerous barristers who share my ethnic background, those from a different ethnic background um, and within my current role as well, who, um, you know, support you simply because they understand and have been through the same struggles that you have. So when it comes to networking in that sense, you know, uh, especially within law, there's a very good, um, I guess, tradition of giving back and paying forward, you, you know, all the help that you've received to become a lawyer. And so I've been fortunate to have, uh, you know, benefited from that. Um, but it also means that, you know, in the more realistic and uh, side of things, the more practical side, um, it means that you have a wider exposure to the range of cultures which you can expect when you're advising clients. You know, clients are going to come from all walks of life um, with a variety of issues. And so being able to relate to them um, on a personal level so you can build that trust and professional relationship, I think is something that you can use your ethnicity and where you come from, your culture, um, to, you know, get a closer sense of how your client is feeling and understanding their needs. Um, but I think being a, obviously a young professional at the moment and having experienced, you know, some of the worries of, you know, am, is my name perhaps making, uh, preventing me from getting a certain job, for example. Um, I think there's definitely a sense that we're trying to change that in the world in all sectors. And so I've tried to, you know, on LinkedIn and on other social media pages, as well as in person speaking at anti-racism rallies, um, I've tried to lend my skills, which I've learned through law. So, you know, being analytical, my advocacy um, to support, you know, defeating racism and to support diversity. And that for me makes me feel like rather than complaining about the way things are, I'm actually taking action to try and make things better. Um, and so I think that's important, but above all really is just, you know, if, if you're someone of color listening to this or, you know, you may look like me um, or, you know, completely different. Uh, the idea is you shouldn't have to change yourself in order to fit in. And I don't think any job, um, no matter how bad you want it or any career is worth pretending to be someone else. Um, so being able to feel confident within myself and the way I look, the way I speak, um, it's, you know, definitely gives that sense of, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with being, um, you know, being Asian, and there's nothing wrong with being different. Um, in fact, this is something that we should be celebrating instead. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Like, I love how you've like turned this into something positive instead of like um, preventing it from allowing you to get to where you want to um, get to. Um, and yeah, that's how all of us should think about this as um and to end this on a positive note what's one piece of advice you'd give to anybody who's considering the llb course i think i mean it's, it's it's probably going to be like three little pieces by the time i say it um but i think what i'd say is is that 
um, you know, getting, there's a lot of uh, pressure and kind of, I guess, superiority around the idea of getting a first, that it's something that only the best students can get, etc. But really, it's just, you have to break it down on a level that it's just about getting certain marks and doing what you can in order to achieve them. And obviously, like I've said, I I only made that happen through hard work. There may be other ways, but that's the only way that I knew. Um, But the key really, aside from your degrees, to make yourself stand out, um, because you're going into such a competitive field that you want to be able to differentiate yourself Um, from other people um, as well as being able to develop as much experience as you can um, as early as possible of course there's no rush but at each stage of your law career it gets harder and harder to progress unless you have a certain level of exposure to the legal sector Um, so making the most of every experience that you have at university um, you know going to talks going to your lectures etc Although it can feel like a drag and you may not understand all of it, um, it's something that you can then rely on when you're trying to achieve and aspire um, to reach your, you know, your ambitions within the legal career. Um, and you know, when it comes to studying, etc., like I've mentioned previously, um, you know, be confident in your abilities. Um, and the only way to develop confidence is to make sure that you've prepared completely. So make sure that you're never caught out, read up on all the areas of law that you can. And even if something's difficult, just give yourself the time, be easy on yourself. Um, and, you know, trust that you'll eventually get there. Don't be afraid to ask for help and develop that confidence because not only within your degree, but becoming a lawyer, um, you know, you're going to face a lot of challenges and adversity. So having that self-belief and that persuasiveness is really going to help you get there. That's honestly such great advice. And yeah, I agree with you 100%. We should definitely make the most of every opportunity. And like you've said, hard work does pay off. But that's all we have time for. And thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. And I'm sure our listeners have learned quite a bit about the LLB course and how to balance um, extracurricular activities alongside their degree. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you. Bye. Legally Unzipped, where you develop your commercial and jurisdictional awareness.